0: Rest, recover, rise with 4.5 CBD oil, the world's first certified 0% THC CBD oil. 4.5 CBD oil, for athletes, by athletes.
1: What up, this is Shane Dorian. Hello everybody, this is Joel Tudor. Hey, this is Peter Mel. Whenever I'm not calling CT heats or surfing big waves, I'm listening to the razor-sharp wit and searing insights of Paul Evans and Ben Mundy on It's Not The Length. It's Not The Length
0: loves a bit of helmet.
1: love a helmet. Like that, like it's horrible, it's like the sound of a dying dog. She was on a bender for like four days, just eating chips, drinking beer.
0: Welcome to It's Not The Length podcast, I'm Paul Evans.
1: And I'm Ben Mundy. Ben, where are we? Within the Azores, the Azores Islands. Tiny speck of volcanic, beautiful rock in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Paul, what are we doing here? We, we had two surfs this morning. Yes, please. Man on man. Yes, please. Um, we are commentating at the um, Azores Pro 6000 QS back on the QS port. Yes, please. And um, yeah, what a beautiful place. And I, I feel like we've done this before, I've got flashbacks. All good Paul, all
0: good. what mm, what's been happening in the surf world? We've had some, but well, some Isos going on at the moment, some Isa, which is Brazilian for you. But the ISA World Games, we're gonna come on to them. We've had Tia Tiohupu, uh, pool? was
1: pumping. Uh, I've been doing some longboards in Galicia. It's been yes. a lot happening, but it's been a big summer. It's been a massive summer of surf. Uh, yeah, I'm no doubt we'll just probably delve deep into your longboarding. Uh, experience, expose I'm hoping for, I'm hoping for some deep dark secrets of those nose riding I mean, what have you got Paul? A little look up the skirts <laughs> of longboarding, yeah yeah, We can do that Lovely, Lovely. Longboarding up skirts. I want to know what, you know, what Joel Tudor's smoking I want to know what Harrison Roach is eating, I want it all Paul What's going on at the Wazzle Ben? You're involved in the, the brand
0: new exciting series surf breaks I hear Looks like that's going really, really well, it looks some. Um, Looks like a real serious bit of heavy hitting content. It's that like panorama and then sort of surf breaks.
1: It's kind of... Uh, it's sort of more, news. I would say, more Vice style, I right. would say. Um, okay. Yeah, it's a daily show. we will produce two shows a day, sort of covering all aspects yeah. of surfing, not just competition, Paul. Free surfing, big wave surfing, interesting stories. Cut, short, sharp. Uh, yeah, basically the written word is dead, if it, if it ever <laughs> wasn't. So, yeah. Um, you know, I just go where the content goes. I just flow where the content moves, Paul. Every sort of media brand in the last sort of 10 years has just sort of used the V word,
0: haven't they? Oh. Yeah, it's going kind to of, be kind of like Vice, but I think, I'd think i say maybe the one difference is that Vice turn over like a sort of an operating profit on their content as opposed to it just sort of throwing money into a sort of hole that they
1: don't get back. But yeah. hey, you know, good luck. If, any, if Vice is used in a pitch for any type of content, <laughs> it's immediately doomed for some type of horrible failure. But... No, the Wazzle, um, they're on top of it. and now be enjoying it. Oh,
0: that's it. No, that's good. It's time to open up the show with some looks at some thumbs up, some thumbs down, maybe some sideways thumbs, some thumbs in buns. Ben,
1: what have you got there? Oh, My old mate, um, Justin Jughead, Allport. I think we've talked about him again. Yeah, yeah Joe's yeah, back again. in the news. He's always in the news, mate. This kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, he um, he was uh, filming a uh, it's like a reality sort of show called Swell Chasers with Tim Nathan Just this week, got just gone. He was now uh, surfing a fifteen foot kind of heavy slab in Australia. Uh, one wave he took off, wiped out, uh, and unbeknownst at the time, but subsequently found out, broke his back. Um, didn't really realise the extent of his injury, so paddled back out about an hour later after a bit of a rest, as Jughead does. This time he wiped out, and this time he broke nine ribs and punctured his lung, uh, blood filled his lung. And Jug, um, even then, didn't know the extent of his injury, flew home, which again could have killed him. Anyway, the fireman, father of 19, legendary underground charger, he's all right, he's in recuperating, but um, yeah, it all sounded just bad, it sounded Ooh. painful for our, our mate Jug. Yeah, I've got a little little riff on
0: some injuries. Mine isn't quite as as gnarly as as jug heads but pretty close, though. Eh? Yeah, we can come on to that. Paul, cool. mm. have you got something that's uh... <laughs> the ISA logo? Uh, well, the ISAs in general, Ben. But I mean, let's just for now focus on the logo. It's that sort of ellipse, that kind of '90s ellipse with just a sort of yeah, like the ISA written in the middle. It looks a little bit like a sort of parcel logistics firm in Hounslow, like just on the outskirts of Heathrow from sort of 1999, ninety not it? And they kind of like, they do DHL use them when they're fully booked, but only in the middle. So like, you never actually get a seat. They're not like consumer facing this company because, well, partly because their logo is so shit. But yeah, the ISAs, um, it's a strange, strange, curious, mad, mixed up world, isn't it? And um, I don't know, were we're some surfers sort of, throwing it a bit, because they, they had to go, right, if you want to surf in the Olympics, you had to participate, but Julian Wilson lost
1: in this what, round three, rapid oh. charge to like two surfers from Turkmenistan, like is he... I that... don't think, I think it was just unlucky that Julian lost to the uh, Mongolia's best surfer. I mean, it, it could happen, it's un, the waves just don't cooperate, I mean, and, and Julian lost two heats, and I mean, in that second one, I mean, literally, he's a Polish national champion. And so, I mean, you know, he, he served a time enough. of his life. Yeah. And so, you know, these things happen. So, no, no I, I thoroughly disagree. But I, I was sort of thinking about it a bit. I have not thought about the
0: ISA that much, before, but I started to think, like, why, why is it that the Wazzle have been have sort of partnered up like, after, like, you know, decades of sort of friction and like, wouldn't know, return each other's calls? I think I've worked out why. Because the ISA has made the Woswell look amazing. Like, everyone gets the wazzle shit because of the World Shame League and the webcast isn't working and like freaks out and stuff. But, like, just watching 30 seconds of that ISO, which I did, was like a brief sort of horrifying glimpse into what surfing might look like if fucking ziff stiffed. If the wazzle went down and that was surfing,
1: it looked like that. Jar help us all. Mm. Well, that's the Olympics coming your way. That's what it's going to look like just like that. Probably smaller waves. Ben, what else have you got? Let's... Tan Madonna. Paul, it's a film. Alex Nost. Mmm, Foxy um, Nosty. Noxy. Oh, I love Alex Nost. I love the way he surfs. I kind of dig his kind of style. Mm. I don't mind his music. I've got time for the man in general, mm-hmm. despite the naysayers and the, and the knockers. Mm-hmm. This film doesn't help his cause. Oh, it's In fact isn't Alex Knox better than this? Aren't, aren't we all? Aren't we all better than this? I mean, you just give... You give him, they've given him... He's a director. They've given him some budget bands. They've given him some... um, Some... Create, you know, some licence to, to create. And it's just that sketchy, grainy footage of tuning up guitars. And
0: Is there a chair in the corner of a room in a sort of a motel, kind of like mundane Americana
1: with the light on? Yes.
0: There's...
1: I, I probably didn't stick it through, but there's probably a plastic bag swirling around on a, mm. on a dirt track somewhere. Mm. Um, and there's all that, and there's, there is some amazing moments of surfing, but just after 20 minutes, I'm like, it's just like, it's like the, grain, the grainy celluloid was scraping my soul inside mm. out, and um, yeah, I, didn't, I stopped enjoying Do it. Do you know what the moral of that story is? Don't
0: watch surf-related videos and stuff. You're 45, six years old.
1: What are you doing no, watching... the
0: like, Paul. What are you doing watching surf clips? Because <laughs> I'm cool. You're better than that. Right? I want to be You're... like
1: Alex Nost, okay? I want to be like him. You're better than that. You
0: don't need to watch them, mate. Um, but it is on Wavelength. Well, uh... no, that's where I watch the it's on, I was it's, on Wavelength watching on the website, it. so if anyone does want to go on there and consume some great, great video content I mean, or, or other content,
1: there's a lot of good stuff on there. People love it. I just found it, you know, maybe it's maybe it's me. It's not It's not nasty. Yeah, I've gone... How do I describe
0: my ag- more recent... Are, ag- are you agnostic? I was about to say that, but you've, you've cheese saladed <laughs> me. Yeah, my, my latter-day attitude is I've gone agnostic, where I used to really like him, surf-wise, and now I just... I wouldn't say he's dead to me, but he's sort of unconscious to me. I just... I'm not really bothered either way. I can't... Nothing he would ever do or wouldn't do would ever really get some kind of emotional reaction out of me. But maybe that's a sort of jaded bitter, and sort of apathetic a
1: essentially... Yeah, well, I was, I was also agnostic. But then I watched that, and I was dragged back into his reality, and it, mm. yeah, I didn't enjoy it. But anyway, Paul. Yes. What have you got? That's. Uh, I'd like to talk an injury that
0: happened to my person, to my like body. What jagged piece? Broken back. It broken ribs. Not. It wasn't. slum. It was in terms of pain. It sounds like mine was more painful because he didn't know he'd done that. So I think mine was worse in Do terms. You of... you have you immediately? What pain threshold? I knew exactly what happened. Uh, Let me, I'll paint you a picture. Evans, hot day. Asturias, Spain, around about 10 a.m. High tide. Mirror smooth ocean. I'm on the inflatable stand-up paddle. Um, I went, not in waves, obviously. I just used to go to this Lagoon. Anyway, I'm in the Lagoon, and I tried to do sort of like a manoeuvre and sort of move quickly. There was a little unbreaking wave, and I tried to kind of spin around. Anyway, the SUP, which is... I don't know if you, I'm making a hand gesture that the listeners can't see. It's about sort of fifteen. It's not. It doesn't have a thickness. It has a height. It's like probably twenty centimeters tall at the tail, and the, it's got a leash loop made of metal. Mm. Like why you would want to put a leash on that ever? It'd be like putting a leash on a on a bin lorry and like <laughs> expecting you to stop it with your leg, like if you you know. But anyway, it's got a metal le- leash loop that's not on the deck. It's actually on the sort of. The vertical bit of the tail, if you see what I mean. It's off the end, it's metal bent. Salute. I misjudged, I fell, and my shin bone, like cold, it's like a warm day, but still the ocean's a bit cold, so you're a bit cold. Just scrape down this metal hook as I fell into the sea. Evans 86.5 kilo one way, 311 litres. And, and the rest. 86.9. <laughs> uh, 311 litres of, of Quicksilver stand up paddle inflatable board. From the up first point of the ocean, and fuck me, it hurts so much. I didn't go swear. I actually sort of scream, yelps. I went oh! like that, like it was horrible. It was like the sound of a dying dog. And like there's a couple of fishermen like smoking on the cliff, just looking down. Like it hurts so much. I sort of, I couldn't do anything. I was frozen on the spot for a while, and I thought. This is. Um, oh, just take me. Just take so me. So amputate to it to the, to a, to the afterlife. The thigh. I didn't think I'd ever make it back, but actually, by the time I got back, that's fine. But yeah, Gnarly and Jean, I just would like to say it to everyone be careful out there, guys and girls. Be careful. Look after your body You only get one body Look after it. Ben,
1: let's cheer things up and get all kind of positive around here. What have we got that? <coughs> it's on a similar sort of vein, really, in terms of injuries. Stand up paddling? Um, no, sort of, but just more that. Um, on the back of uh, Tihopu, mm-hmm. um, the event there, which was pumping waves, just the, uh, the helmets. I thought the helmets were making a comeback. Mundy loves a bit of helmet. I fucking love a helmet. I love a helmet well, just where it matters and, um, and when it matters, more right. importantly.
0: So, Owen, you're talking
1: about Owen Wright now. Well, Owen Wright, uh, we? yeah, he. Are we? Are we, are we right? He, um, he won the event. He was wearing a helmet, obviously, two years ago. Um, for listeners that don't know the story, he suffered. Massive brain injury surfing pipe came back wore a helmet won the event redemption story charging big waves back on track but it's just a he's wearing the classic gaff I mean that is the only kind of helmet you got to wear Um, but also in the event like um, other surfers were wearing them as well
0: who (laughs) Um,
1: there was Jeremy Flores right but he he... famously won also won Chopu in a helmet. Ooh. after he'd caved his face in an indoor and remarkably came back. That was a bit of a um, uh, yeah, a great story. But the point about helmets is that when someone's wearing a helmet and winning, it's always a, some type of dramatic story. Tom Carroll at Pipe is a famous example. Mm. No one no one wore helmets back then. He was called a sissy, which is like what they used to, the term they used in the early 90s for, um, for wusses. And Liam McNamara, who also yes. had a visor. Yeah he? yeah, he would flip it. Um, would he flip it in the tube or would he flip it up? I think he would take off without it and then flip it on the bottom end turn. Um, of course, Sally Fitz Gibbons, uh, Sally Shits Ribbons, as she's mistakenly known. Uh, she wore one in Fiji and, um, yeah. Didn't, and, and didn't win. And, yeah, no, she won. Okay, she, she won. did win. Yeah, I did a bit of research on that and um, it was moulded to her head and she thinks she might not auction it for <laughs> to raise some money later on, even though it only fits her head. Uh, fun fact about Sally Fitz,
0: when she won in Brazil... She had her first beer ever, her first ever drink of beer, and her first chip, as in French fry, for 15 years in Brazil.
1: Wow. Yeah. I heard she went absolutely mental. We yeah, actually had a chip and a beer, so... Yeah, that yeah, no, but big then big she, was, like, she was on a bender for, for, like, four days, just eating chips, drinking beer oh, for four days straight. Classic wearing fix. Wearing a helmet. Sorry, that's what I heard. Classic fixed true. Yeah, helmets are good. I like them. Bring them back, want more of them. On that note, though, did you read... The article on Mercedes Medina, I think that's her name, was in The Guardian, who was a big wave surfer who suffered serious concussion and had her life's been turned upside down. She suffered a wipe out of jaws, got hit just by the foam, which is what happened to Owen, and then went to the big wave event at Nescot Reef, and then a board hit her. She thought it was the board hitting that was a thing, but she thinks, and basically she had to relearn to walk and talk. She, mm. She's had a massive, her life's been upended. But I don't know, there's concussion surfing, it's a bit of a thing. We don't be we still don't they don't have a policy. I mean, it's big news in cricket, obviously. it's All sports. Yeah. yeah. NFL in America. Like a protocol, because the danger is getting a second concussion when you've already got a concussion, which sounds like what happened to her.
0: So basically, a yes. doctor should be there. To, and if you've got a concussion, you're out.
1: Like, and the thing with surfing is it's not impact. Like, it's just like, With Arwen it was just the waves. He didn't hit the reef. His board didn't hit his head. It was just the waves shaking his brain around. So you can't even... Sometimes you don't even know if you've been... Anyway, <laughs> food for thought, Paul. Anyway, what have you got? What have you got that's... T- <coughs> that's
0: um, I generally, Ben, as you know, I'm the dear listener, no, I don't like to make myself front and centre of story, but sometimes circumstances <laughs> dictate... I've, um, I'm actually, I think, setting, setting a new world, making a historic world record attempt this September for the most days of World Surf League commentary in a calendar month, Ben. I think... Well, I, I, yes, I've been, I mean, I haven't, I don't listen to it, I mean, I'm only part of the way through, so I shouldn't start beating myself up just yet. I might get sacked tomorrow, but I'm on, I think there's three, maybe four or
1: three days in September where I'm not doing a live broadcast on the World Surf League. you were doing like one of those charity sort of things where you like raise money. I thought you might be raising money for gigs as New Leather Jacket or, um, <laughs> you're doing something where every page, money for you UK. raise, like you wave, yeah, you, you. Donate a pound for every heat you've done. Or something like that. That's what I thought you were doing. So that in itself is, is, is pretty impressive. Like, good good effort for me. You know, way to,
0: way to step up to support surfing me. You know, just put myself in the firing line. But that isn't actually the specific part of my girl. Oh. I'm just going to ch- drill down I thought, I thought, I thought to that was it. a particular part of commentary. You know, like, when Daniel Day-Lewis, famous method actor, was doing my left foot? It was like the Irish guy with cerebral palsy. Or when Hanks was doing, like, Gump. And just in the filming stage, I'm not talking about the edit the movie, but everyone kind of just sort of got goosebumps and thought, Oscars, like, you know, Hollywood, next January, this is getting the Oscar. I, I think that I had sort of one of those kind of moments um, in the second half of the final and before the presentation of the longboard event in Pantin. Uh So basically, little, one little peek behind behind the curtain of longboarding. Yes, please. Wingnut, Robert Wingnut Weaver, who's actually a legend. I didn't used to like him, but I, I was wrong. I've completely changed my mind because I'm man enough to do that. Robert Wingnut Weaver and Shannon, Shannon, what's her name? Hughes? Shannon Hughes, sorry. It's just another Shannon that we're working with. Now, Shannon Hughes is awesome, an awesome commentator, by the way. They had to go, right? They're flying back, to go to New York. So 10 minutes ago in the final, they left. They just got in their transport and went. Bleakley, Sam Bleakley, Cornish Longboard Ledge, all-around good dude, gentleman, scholar, writer, brilliant guy. Brilliant Corners is his film, and it's on World Surf League at the moment. Anyway, he had to go do the PlayStation, get ready for the prezzo. So I was in the booth on my own, file ended, and we had two cameras live. One was the one in the booth, the other was the drone, and that was it. And for basically like half an hour, it was just pure Evans. It was Evan's stream of consciousness. No, it, was,
1: it, it, it sounds like my fucking life,
0: to be honest. It was Evan's unleashed. I don't know what I talked about, Ben, but by God, <laughs> I stepped up to the plate and I brought it home. So yeah, basically me, um, great job in there, just on my own talking about, I don't know what. just a very quick one, but slightly different. It's running over acorns, because that time of year, with a really well-pumped-up tyre and
1: quite a smooth bike path and that kind of noise that it makes. Pop. That's good when they go... Poof, um that's really good. I that liked the good. bit where you did it through four hours of that broadcast when the actual audio wasn't on or it wasn't getting broadcast. So it, it reminded me, I'd imagine, of just an old man just shouting at clouds, like just you're just up on the cliff, just just yelling at the at the at the Bruce. Ben, what else have you got? That's good. <coughs> um, I think I've talked about not that I'm, uh, repeating myself. Louis Danny Dunn is in uh, Newcastle, where yeah, I'm from. Yeah, you did him and Jug last time on the pod, but hey, you know. Way to keep it fresh, would <laughs> yeah. yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's probably true. Anyway, his podcast is called uh, 10... He's got an Instagram account that's funny, which I talked about. This is something different, Paul. I wouldn't know because I'm not on Instagram anymore. Okay, that's good for you. Um, and not so good for our um, social police. Deleted, broken... Deleted it. Like waste of time. Life Without Andy is the company, and the podcast is called 10 Songs and a Bottle of Red Wine. And it's... What's the format? <laughs> yeah well, well, well he sits there uh, drinking a bottle of red wine right. and he plays 10 songs ok and it sounds simple and it plays is plays them himself um or just plays them on a record player he plays them on a record he does sit at the piano and does a few of right. the tunes he's quite musical but this actually yeah he plays the tunes the tunes are in there he's bought the tunes so you can listen to the whole thing he's funny in a good way and the music is amazing and I've found some really cool um music through this podcast Paul what have you got that <coughs> um Harrison Roach, I love Harry. No, he's my good. He's my guy. Harry Roach is a cool cat, is he? Uh, have, you, have you read the surfer profile of him, of him in 2015? I started to read it. I, yeah, I started to read it. I think that's the best way to, to describe that. Um, but yeah, no, he
0: he's he's brilliant. He's on the the Wazoo Longboard Tour this year because uh, Devin, ha- Devin <laughs> Howard's become the the tour manager, and Devin Howard's like very much kind of legit in the kind of the, the kind of hipster logging longboard school, apart from like the opposite of the guys that shortboard on longboards, which you're not really going to get into. It's a tired topic. But um, anyway, so because he's like really legit, he's brought all these other sort of surfers on tour, all like Tudor surfed in New York just just last week. Um, and Harry Roach just got doing the tour. And I mean, massive fans of Evans and Monday podcast might remember back to when I suggested a new format for longboards on, back on the Surf Europe pod, when I said it should be like ice skate, ice dance, where you have a song and you just do a performance for a certain amount of time. He didn't have the song, but during his heat in Pantene, he did like a whole 25 minute performance. It wasn't just like his wave, like the whole, everything he did was part of this performance. So like, he would like finish, wave, he, when he's finished his wave, he would like get these little one inches and then like knee them all the way in, like round this rock to like pick up a rip and kind of like, so he kind of went in one movement all the way out the back Like he never sort of stopped. He, when he was out the back, they had the drone on him, and he rolled off his board and held it, and sort of kicked his leg and did like a synchronised swimming movement. And Good he just right. sort of pivoted, he pivoted round, he had like the tail, he had the nose, the nose in the water, and the tail sticking up, and he just did this like cool pivot with his other arm. It looked amazing. And just everything he did was awesome. He didn't even have a leash plug on his board. His board was 9'8". It has to be 9 foot long. Well, he's pretty solid. And he's just really impressive in every way. And I think surfing needs to find a place where people are like, Him, people, his talent. It's not like a weird revivalist steampunk kind of rockabilly thing. It's not, just there's more to it than that. He's epic, Harrison Roach.
1: Yeah, and if, as I have seen him take off a 10-foot knee ass and pull in on those those bonzes and single fins, you're like, wow, yeah. The guy can surf, the guy can surf. Sick. uh...
0: Well, that'll do for part one. Coming up after the break in part two. Monday's going to bring us a special report from some ex-pro surfers getting together to support awareness around mental health down in Australia. And we'll see the return of one of the most controversial and love features of the show. It's the return of Sacred Cow. All that's coming up right after the break. Rest, recover, rise with 4.5 CBD oil. The world's first certified 0% THC CBD oil. 4.5 CBD oil. For athletes, by athletes. Okay, well joining us down the line now from somewhere on the road, in the back of a van, on the glorious autumnal shores of Europe, it's Wavelength Editor, Keeper of the Flame, Luke Gartside. Luke, where are you mate? Hi Paul, how you doing? I'm um, in Galicia at the moment, just way out on the uh, on
2: the western tip of Galicia. It's good, got a little bit of swell running. It's uncharacteristically small out here, but the beautiful sunny weather, which is nice when you're living in a van.
0: And are you getting some gold in the can for the next issue of Wavelength, and when's it coming out?
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, we have got some super exciting stuff in the pipeline. Um, it's gonna be out about
0: mid-November, so uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, tell me this, Luke, I've been hearing stuff about record numbers of subscriptions. Have we got some awesome subs offers going on at the moment?
2: Yeah, the subscriptions are flying, which is great. We're uh, on our way to being entirely re-supported, which, uh, which is always the goal, so that's great. And yeah, we've got some amazing subs offers going on. So first and foremost, our friends at Ticket to Ride have just um, opened up a new surf house in Sri Lanka. And you can get 100 quid off a uh, a stay at that when you subscribe to Wavelength. So that's drop 20 quid, get 100 quid off and obviously two premium editions of our magazine as well. Uh, And then the other one is you can get a free chillies bottle with every annual subscription. So that will keep your liquids hot or cold for 24 hours, whichever you want, really.
0: So, hang on, let me see if I've got this right. I can subscribe, get 100 quid off a holiday Sri Lanka, or I can get a drinks bottle and save the planet whilst also reading some of the finest writing and photography in the world. Wow! That's absolutely right, Paul. Well, that's exciting, mate. Good luck on your trip hey, I've got over got there. I have a quick question for you, actually. When we were trying to Connect last time, I
2: ended up accidentally FaceTiming you and you warned me uh, not to look at the screen because you were recording in the nude. I yeah. just wanted to know, do you always do the podcast
0: naked? I'm actually in the... N- I'm nude right now, <laughs> as it goes. Completely really? nude. Um, yeah, I'm naked. No, well, not when... Ben was in the room, so I wasn't nude when he was here, but I am nude right now. Sure, a little bit behind the scenes there for the uh, listeners.
2: Pretty horrible thing to imagine while they're listening,
0: but well, there we go. It's not a podcast. Ben, it has been quite a lot obviously ever more increasing in the news about mental health recently. has actually been doing some quite cool stuff, some articles about mental health, but you've got something, a program that's happening down under with some big names from the surf world. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, down uh, last month, I think, in Australia, uh, Kurt Nyholm, who's like a, an ex-Australian QS warrior, um, did the tour um, for about sort of 10 years on the QS. Um, he runs a surf shop, but he organized an event um, after one of his mates had committed suicide. And when he got, he got together, he, all the sort of ex-professional surfers um, from around his era, and they went together down to Aladala um, where he lives. Had a big event, raised some money, um, but and it all was an incredible success. But they also had a sort of a, a night out, like a presentation, effectively. And they had some key speakers, and one was Garth Dickinson, who used to be a pro. He, he got up and and talked about um, how he tried to take his life three times, which many of his closest mates... He was like a charger, wasn't he? charger, he was a, he was a real, for- yeah, uh, natural, real smooth surfer, and then he went down to um and he opened up three really successful um, vegan sort of cafes, and on the outwards yes, appearance, please. he had everything, you know, had a, a great life and a wife and kids, and yeah, so it shocked the room by all accounts. You could hear a pin drop, and 80% of the people crying, which um, we'll talk about. But, uh, in a positive, uplifting way, like he, and also Toby Martin, who um, was a former CT surfer, the murderer, he, he, Toby the murderer Mids, yeah, the murders. Yep. He's um, been through a divorce and he's had issues, and he's he got up and, and spoke. And Schmoo, uh, John Schmooke, who also has suffered depression after his career, and also his close mates with Sonny Garcia. I spoke to both um, Toby uh, Martin, who was one of the key speakers, and Curt Nyon, and, I own, and uh, we might just have a, a quick listen to what they had to say about it.
3: Surfing's quite a, a solitary sport um, for many reasons. an escapism, but it's also, you know, after a while, the, the guys that had the biggest rivalry, I mean, when you look at Kelly and Andy. I mean, Andy's another one. We don't know what happened there, but, you know, knowing Andy, um, he was just 10 foot tall and bulletproof. But there's just not that, there's just not that concept or initiative um, like Kurt's done to go, Mate, how how do we stop this? And I mean, we just go, "Oh, your one mate's passed away." That's bullshit. Ah, oh, fucking all sad. And another one happens. Another one happens. And it just it's a, just a it's like a lineup. And you're like, "Fuck." When, when's this end? How do we end this? Like, the government's obviously not taking the initiative um, to do anything about it. And as surfers, who, mate, you, I don't know, mate, you get spat out of a barrel and you don't see your mate there. When did it really happen? Is it as good as like Fuck That one was so heavy And you're deep I was looking side on And Um Even the Even the best rivalries You've had You know Like I've got a A great rivalry with Andy And he was you know, Quarterfinals of Bells Was You know call me all and sundry You're a fucking this and that And I Yeah mate I'm whatever you want But I'll paddle you out To King Island You're not having the inside But they're the moments That you remember As Um a Heat of barrel But you It bonds you together Um and then after the after the tour, everyone's got their lives, and some people want, again, that that escapism, but then others really need it. Others are facing these problems, and they've they shared these most amazing experiences with, with everyone traveling through Europe and, um, you know, sleeping out the front of hotels with Willie and uh, Mick Campbell and then having great careers. It's, a, you know, some special bonds and stories, and we're, We're still not telling those stories or getting together enough in surfing and people are just finding that isolation a bit bit too hard. I think because we've got it, you know, the ocean's such a saviour for so many of us that you can be by yourself, you can feel off colour and go down and go, oh, I've got a couple of waves and there'll be a few blokes down there, but we still don't address those topics. And, you know, we've we've lost a number of guys and the, the one that I felt Hurt the most Was probably Murph Because I just You're not aware of it um, Right off Quicksilver At that stage And um, Since then Nathan Laird From my beach Has passed away um, Drew Parbury Who um, Went through a A similar um, uh, Breakup That I've had um, And was just At a mate's place And, and Hung himself um, Andy We don't know Sonny Obviously um, You know He we knew what was going on there, um, and it's just all these these things are starting to unfold around. You know, and I talked to you know, Ryan Girdler, and um, you know, there's a few people that we know in common that have have come out of their sporting um, field and and just felt that empty void of of life after. And it's not just sporting; it's um, you know, all, all sorts of business. I guess you're changing jobs and just uncertainty with life and, and certainly uh, um, marriage breakups and change of financial situation all those things. So, um, yeah, I just sort of reaffirmed to the guys that it, it does get tough. I've found, it, I've found it really tough. And certainly I've had my fair share of pressures and those sort of things after sport. And I just think that was important that, um, you know, your head face on and the problem, it's like we've all got them. Um, and in the darkness of night, you feel you know, just the deepest amount of solitude, like you're isolated, but starting the conversation and breaking that down, going, well, I'm not the anomaly. It's, its you know, everyone's facing these battles. And if you, it's the old surfers analogy, and Garth said that too, like the emotions pass, like the wave, you know, it's millions of waves in the sea, right, and then one hits you and you it rolls over, and then there's another one, and you get past it. Um, same thing, you know. Just turn, turn your bow straight on into the wave, and address it, and you, you know, you're going to be better off. If you turn sideways, you're going to capsize, roll over, and you know, be short. So that was sort of my message to to everyone that we've lost too many people. It's not a
0: Hey Ben, well like um, a favourite old aunt or uncle that you haven't seen for a while. Like finding an old board at the back of rack that you really loved and sort of forgot was there, and rekindling that relationship, it's time to bring back one of our favourite and most loved features. Uh, from our pods. It's time for Sacred Cow! So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know the format of Sacred Cow is surfing's got a lot of legends, lots of legends in surfing, aren't there? Maybe a few too many. And this is a little segment where one of us nominates one of those very revered sort of figures and we try and decide, are they really a legend or are they just Sacred Cow? Should they be, you know, held up there with the very greats of the greats in the halls of fame? Or... Should they go into the abattoir, get the mercy lever, be chopped up into burgers and sausages and things like that. Maybe the centrifuge after they hose down the carcass and make them into those little knacky hot dog things. Um, Oh, delicious. So do we put them out to pasture or do we send them to the abattoir? This month, keeping it kind of appropriate with some of the other stuff we've chatted about, I'd like to nominate a surfer who I think everyone will know around the world. He's a goofy foot. He's from California. He's 40-something. He's got a neck beard. He likes to smoke a bit of the old wacky wacky. Yes, please. He's quite active on Instagram. I've got a neck beat on it. He's quite active on Instagram. And he's done a hang 10 or two in his time. He's also a jujitsu world champion. It's Joel Tudor.
1: Hello everybody, this is Joel Tudor. Controversial. So Okay, let's get down to the. What are you doing? You're gonna you're gonna
0: mercy leave through his. his skull I, am not, to... I I've got questions, basically. Ben, I'm, that's why I'm coming to this. And so Maybe you can help fill me in. Maybe someone out there in the surf world can. I've got a lot of questions that I think need answering. He is seems to be like held up as the kind of high priest for longboarding, for logging, single fitting, for sort of people kind of being broadly anti wazzle commercialism, lame shit. And for being everything that's kind of cool and awesome, and he likes to talk about uncles quite a lot and things like that. What is he that good? Is he that cool? I mean, anyone can smoke weed and go on Instagram. So who isn't doing that these days? So why why is it that he he is particularly revered? What what is so good about this Hang Ten bit? Like what?
1: Well, what does he he, see? It's interesting because um, you talk just about. uh, we talked about Harrison Roach yeah. and how what he's doing is the real who incidentally field. loves Joel Tudor well no, it, Joel Tudor was his mentor yeah especially in Hawaii Weird. so there's a, there's a tick because he's I mean I think Joel Tudor was doing all, of, all that stuff that you I mean, were saying I'm saying, saying why? why I'm
0: saying why yeah but I'm he was
1: just... doing all that like on his own 15 years ago he was a skinny sort of longboarder in Hawaii he got a pretty good rep he's, he's, he's respected in Hawaii I don't know if that means fuck whatever but in terms of Pipe and that scene, he got he's got respect. So well, that's why he got to not ju,
0: easy. He got into jitsu because he used to get like he ran into a bit of trouble in Hawaii because he, he's got quite high wave count and actually he learned to basically so he wouldn't so, get. That's unusual for a longboarder. So he wouldn't get <laughs> choked out and he end up becoming the world champ. But that's you know. A bit I just saw
1: his wiki wiki page. He said the first thing it says is he's a professional grappler, which is not a bad Ooh. way to go. Um, yeah, so I get that, but. He's just seemingly going down that bit of twisted kind of route now, isn't he? He's like just sniping away yeah, that, on the sidelines that about event it all. I just did, you know, that means give too much away
0: to jeopardise any future lucrative long put commentary <laughs> gigs I might get alongside Wingnut, the legend. Um he was kind of backseat driving that a little bit. There's quite a lot of messages coming in to to Devon and he was kind of quite involved. I just I'm not necessarily against it. I just want to know why. What What is so good about him? Why he gets more kind of cred than like Kelly does relatively. If you certainly think about Tudor one like what, a longboard ASP world title when it was Oxbow in Fiji or whatever. Like what, Why is he so considered to be like the high priest of sort of everything, the guru? I don't know. Is he that good? I did a little interview piece with him ins or for the duct tape and I tried to get him to record a little um, a little link for the pod and I tried to get him to say hey this is Joel Tudor whenever I'm not trolling Slater or hanging tan I'm listening to Evans and Monday blah blah and he, and I said yes yeah, so if you could just say that and he goes okay first of all man I'm not a fucking troll okay a troll is a fucking asshole and I got all a bit like kind of like this, Rightfully so. this is a bit weird a bit <laughs> awkward uh, but anyway um yeah, I like the guy from what I've seen of him. I just don't know if necessarily he needs to have that legend, legend status. And I think there's one way we could sort that out. Thanks for your contribution. Send him in, turn him into sausages. Let's send him down the abattoir. Hit the mercy lever.
1: Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I too haven't um, talked to him, but I have met him. I did walk into, uh, in, inadvertently in a in Hawaii back in the early 2000, my first kind of reporting job and knocked on the door and got the wrong house, walked in to a one of the biggest bong uh, inhales I've ever seen in my life. And just it just it blew at me, and the smoke just made me reverse out the door, such was its force and ferocity. Um, yeah, I get you what you mean. I, 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 I know that he's respected, I don't... And, and I respect those people that respect him, I'm just not sure why. Okay, can I just throw in another slightly comedic anecdote about Tudor related, although
0: he was only actually there. So going back to the 90s, a mate of mine... From Plymouth, who's Scottish, he's like a bit of an older guy. And he's a lecturer at the uni. Good surfer, he's a long border. He was over at Rincon, I think, or somewhere in California on a trip. And Joel Tudor and his I think it was Daisy Shane, I think it was in the car with them. This is what this guy told me, it could be wrong. Anyway, they kind of pulled up and the windows down. And my mate, Doc, was talking to what he thought was Daisy, who was like talking, and he was like, oh yes, well, well we over here. We've just been surfing at the trestles or whatever. And only after a while he realised he'd never seen this before. She had a mobile phone, she had headphones on the phone, and she was just <laughs> talking into the earpiece. And he thought he was <laughs> having a conversation with her while Joel just presumably just revved the engine and s- s- toked on a roach. Um, but she was just talking to her mum or someone. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? Good yeah, anecdote. Uh,
1: good, Great yeah, anecdote. Okay. Good but, chat.
0: Um, good to chat. But yeah, yeah, let's get back to serious. I nominate Abattoir. I don't think he deserves to get the pasture. Ben, any any clo- closing uh, statement s- from you? Send the mercy, lady. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
0: that's going to wrap up another epic show. Ben, have you had fun? Oh, I've had an absolute ball, Paul. It's number eight, and um, we're getting up to a stage now. where We could probably sort of just sell out to Amazon Prime and then just retire,
1: right? They could just take on the concept and yeah, just option it. Maybe to a movie. Yeah, I mean, let's not. I mean, Netflix is there. I mean, let's not. You know, we'll see how we go. Um, yeah, no, it's. I mean, this is the start of a big couple of weeks for us, isn't it, Paul? I mean, we we, we, we might knock out one a day. At least, I'm mean, enjoying them so much. Hopefully, oh, not. Uh, we, you know. We're going to Portugal next to 80 Seda. 10,000, oh, back in the saddle. Epic
0: commentary team coming up for that one. Who could go
1: for that, Paul? Who's in the booth?
0: Evans, I'll say this in order of sort of stature. Evans, Mel, Bins, Cilliers, Burrow, Taj Burrow, Former world number two, many times, and Ben Mundy bringing up the bringing up the rear. The captain, of the commentary team. <laughs> yeah, yep. bringing up the rear, Mundy. So yeah, strong, solid, strong yeah. team, strong team. Lots of lots of commentary there, some different styles. But yeah, looking forward to that. That's next week. Week well, after next. Should
1: we delve deep into Tash's life? Maybe let's get Tash on the on the Terps. Let's try. Let's let's. Good guy, man. Funny guy, I like him. Talk to teams Um, but yeah.
0: Don't forget to subscribe to the pod, like it, leave a comment, tell friends, get in touch with us. We are really here to hear the feedback, always. Get, get in touch. What do you like and what do you love about the uh, about the show? Let us know. You can send us a tweet at Wavelength Mag, send us a DM on Facey or Instagram.
1: Probably I won't get the Instagram because I've deleted it, but someone will, some lackey. And it's just one. Final thing, because I know that this super fan, Mm. um, who does DM probably all too often, I would say, Mm. but a super fan who probably one of the few that gets all the way to this, to the very, very end, Loire, Nico Loire, just a big shout-out to the super fan.
0: Massive shout-out to Nick Loire. Legend. If you don't know him, he... Celebrity parents. If (laughs) if you don't know him, he looks like Joan Duro. He's the communications manager. He's in charge of that for the Wazzle in Europe, Asia, Middle East. Got one of those grand things, E M E A on the end as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. He's Africa, good. Middle East, Asia, and Europe. And Loire loves the sound of Evans and Monday so much. I'll just give you a little bit of insight. He was behind me on the plane yesterday from Lisbon to Ponta Delgada and setting up to listen to two and a half weeks of Evans and Monday every day. He listened to episode seven of the pod. He was like delighted. He goes, Oh, I didn't know this one was out. And you listen to that on the way over here, just getting ready for a lot of commentary. So God, God bless you, Nick Loire. I
1: love you, man. Thank you, Loire. And thank you, everyone else, for listening. Love you. Bye. Get a dog up here's. its It's not the length